Now we bring you a new series about history. This week, we are speaking with Robley McIntyre of Troy Brick. Hello, Robley, and welcome to Hudson Mohawk Radio. Hi, how are you? Hi. You have an interest in Samuel Wilson and Troy Brick and also an interest in the Troy Union Rail Station. What, where did the, that interest generate in your life? Well, I'd say I'm a history buff regardless. Um, and it's, Troy is a great place to be a history buff because so much has come and gone and come and gone and come and gone. I mean, we could, the train station kind of gets me fired up. Um, a little bit because it was part of uh, the wreckage of urban renewal in downtown Troy in the 50s and 60s that left 15 empty acres in the heart of downtown. Mm. Um, So I'd just like to talk about it. If you've got any questions about it, I'm happy to talk forever, really. Uh, So for our listeners who may not know, can you tell us a little bit more about the Troy Union uh, Rail Station in the Troy Railroad? I sure can. Okay, so the first railroad station built in the United States was built in Albany um, in 1830. In 1831, Troy built the second railroad station, and it was called the Troy House, and it was down on River Street, down down where Green Island Bridge is. And we chugged along with that. There were about 12,000 people living in Troy at that time, and um, the city just grew exponentially. The Civil War, the, the things we made here, the steel, the industry we had, and we needed to move stuff around. And even now, trains are the best way to move things around. They are uh, efficient. They have fewer emissions. So, And they still move about 40% of America's cargo around the country. So they're, they're really practical in that way. But We had so much going on here, so much manufacturing that we needed to be able to get our goods out. And so train stations and train tracks and all that just really blew up in America at this time. It helped us settle the West. It was really important to move stuff around, like I said. So the the first station um, was kind of a junker and people were populating more. So they built another station right down there on River Street. And uh, that was the first Union Station. And in May of 1862, a spark from a train shot off the train and hit the Green Island Bridge, which was wood at the time. So if you can imagine, that wasn't so great. And the (laughs) bridge burned. (laughs) So did the train station. But we happened to be having crazy winds, Santa Ana kind of winds. And it blew the sparks all over town and burned a lot of the city, 670 buildings burned down in 1862. But because the wind was blowing stuff around, it was kind of a hit and miss disaster situation. So like the bar that we have, Footsie Magoo's, that building was built in 1809 and did not get uh, burned in the fire. But two doors down, that whole block went. So it was really um, capricious in its nature, that fire. And so after that, we knew we needed another station and we moved it away from the river and started uh, and built a station on 6th Avenue. And you can see the footprint of where these stations were now, because from really from underneath Hoosick all the way down to the bottom of the park where the Italian Community Center is. Now, there was the Stanton Brewery at the time, but 
the rest of that stuff was really where the train station became. Now, we had a train station there until 1900. And in 1900, we got um, kind of big for our bridges and wanted it to be beautiful. So we built this massive 400-foot station. Now, that's that um, station was about 33 yards bigger than a f- modern football stadium. Mm. So it was huge. And uh, trains came down. It was it, that station, that Union Station that went up. It was built by 1903. It's the one they tore down in 1958. That station was revolutionary in a bunch of ways. First of all, the guys that uh, designed the station were the same guys who ended up working on um, New York City's Grand Central Station. And Troy had the first station that you used to have to go catch a train or load a train in a big shed. And that's the thing that burned down by the river. And when they rebuilt this station, they did a lot of underground subway work. So there were these beautiful pathways under there that you could go out and then rise up out of the ground and be on your individual platform, kind of like we see now. And when you did that, so the the station was very beautiful. It was a bow arts uh, column design. It was a colonial revival station and full of marbles and because travel at that time had become really luxurious, a thing, you know, there weren't any cars and the railroads not only moved goods like they do now, but they moved people. And a lot of towns around really relied on it. When In 1910, I have a paper here from 1910, and there were 130 different passenger trains arriving and departing from Troy Station every single day. Can you imagine that today? No. I mean, <laughs> no, you could really go anywhere. I mean, they these trains, if I look now, okay, you, you could go to Mechanicville, Stillwater, Skyderville, Glens Falls, Lake George, Saratoga in 35 minutes. Mm. Within an hour, you were in, you know, you could be in uh, all over Hudson, all the way down. Um, you can get to Maine. You could get to Massachusetts. And the the beauty of that were things, let's just think about Bennington now. If you were able to hop on a train and take the 25-minute ride, and you'd land in Bennington, what are you going to do? You're going to have a little walk around. You're going to have a little shop. You're going to see a friend. You're going to get back on the train, and you're going to come home. So we have lost that, and we lost that because of cars, not because they tore down the station. Um, Cars really, roads and cars, made it easier for a person to move around because, you know, you can go to Bennington now. You can look at all the Leafs. You can drive around. You can go all, all the way out to Wilmington if you want. You can do whatever you want in your car, and you're on your own. But back in the heyday of our Union Station, travel was elegant. People got dressed up. <laughs> you went all over on these things. I mean, you could go to New York City for lunch and just walk right back down onto River Street. It's just so cool. Robert Lee, what, what led the city planners to make the decision to take down the Union Station? Uh, I wasn't there for those meetings, but I think it was just some wrong thinking. <laughs> there, there was a lot going on in America. Things were shifting. Um, there, was an, there was a big push. People were moving into the suburbs, so fewer people were doing that kind of travel. We all were getting our cars. We had good jobs, so we were, we were, the roads were improving, and we started traveling that way. I think, I think just, it just kind of grew out of 
fashioned. And the city planners were stuck with a downtown with a lot of the buildings looked like crap. There, you know, they were broken windows. And one of the fun things about this train station, like if you stood right now and you stood at the police station on Sixth Avenue and you pointed your snoot toward Congress and Ferry, where they built those city station apartments, they're on a curve. And if you look there, that's an old train tunnel. And there's gossip that I've heard that there's actually trains buried under there still. So the fact is that, that the train tracks were in the city. People grew, this town populated around this train system. So if you go out into the world and, and the internet and start to really look, if you look at what was going on with our train tracks in 1930 even, the you have got people walking out their front doors, sidewalk, and then the train is right there, cars right there up against the train. It was not like we have Amtrak today. The trains are separate from us. These trains were in town. They came through South Troy, through, you know, they were on Adams. I mean, they, they, they were right there in the middle of the city. You'd walk out your front door and you could touch a locomotive. Uh, is it possible in the future to see the Troy Railroad come back to Troy or... Yeah, I, I think it would have to be rethought. Certainly, you. I don't. I don't know. With uh, I'm going to know how to be politically correct about it, but with the foolish men of the way people act, it, you couldn't really have the trains down in the streets anymore. It's not safe. You know, even back in the day, you heard tons of stories of kids getting maimed and you know falling under the tracks and and things like that. So I don't. Not in that way. It, it would be great. I mean, of course, we've got our Amtrak that runs to New York. From Rensselaer, it, I I think it would be great. I, I don't know how we, I don't know how we do it. Where we put it? Um, could you build a corridor that was up along the Hudson? It's it's not for me to de decide. But I, I'm not sure we travel like that. Do we? Do we? The th the thing that the thing that trains have really evolved into is cargo movers. You know, there's no better way to move stuff from place to place. Um, people movers. Maybe a fancy train with a sleeping berth, and I don't know. You could dream. You could really dream about anything. But what would that building be if it hadn't been raised? That that's another question. What 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 kind of conversations should we be having? Could we have been having at a time where they were really trying to modernize downtown? And when they started that, or like fifteen acres. That's that's a lot of land. If I had a plot of land like that, I'd I'd be happy running around with my horses and stuff. It's a it's a lot of um, a lot of space taken up by buildings that came down that were brick and solid and beautiful that could have been repurposed. And, in, you know, the Gilded Age came here because we have 700 intact Victorian buildings. What if the other 15 acres was here? What kind of opportunity would that be for Troy? That's the thing. I, I really am talking about refurbishing, not pulling down, especially brick buildings, especially beautiful brick buildings like that big. But they were sitting and so what, as a city planner, what, what do you do when you've got, you know, 200 derelict buildings and people don't seem to want, everybody's moved into the suburbs. What, what do you do? You let them rot? You tear them down? It's, it's a great question. Rob Lee, you've raised some critical and important questions for us, for our listeners, and for the people of this community. Not only is Thank it you. a question of, of what, what could have been done, but what do we do to envision the assets of the city today and on into the future? 
And we thank you so much for sharing your, your information and knowledge and, and concern for that history. Thank you very much, Ravali. You're welcome. And we hope to have you on in the future. I would like to be on. Let's get a museum. Can we have a, Troy have a museum? We could have put yes. that in the old train station. Yes, there we go. <laughs> okay, something to work on for the future. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome.